welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Jessie Parker Humphreys, and I am joined here today by Abdullah Abdullah. How is it going, dude? It's going well. It's going good. It's been a stressful week, but you know what? We're at the end of the week. I have two more days to go, and I can just relax on the weekend. But other than that, fantastic. Chelsea won, so Chelsea won and Chelsea lost. So I don't know where to take that, but huh. you know, it's been it's yeah. been it's been okay. In this podcast, I'm taking the view that like we just ignore the men's team at this That's point fine. because then it's the been vibes a great are too week. bad. I don't want it infecting the gals because we're doing great. And it's then it's been an absolutely fantastic week. It saved my week, so let's just put it there. There we go. Perfect. Uh, and because we are here doing a Continental Tyres Cup final preview, we wanted to bring some Arsenal flavour onto the show. And who better to do that than James Lewis? James, how are you doing, man? I'm trying to bring as much flavour as I can bring. I'm, I'm trying my hardest as an Arsenal fan right now, but <laughs> I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, it does feel a bit cruel. It's like we're like, yeah, Arsenal fan, come come on and we won't bother uh... you. <laughs> we promise. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, someone has to stand up. I mean, there's so many of you. Like, it's easier to find Arsenal fans than Chelsea fans sometimes, I think. Um, but yes, we are going to be previewing the final. Um, I think, generally, I feel like this game is really bizarre because we've played Arsenal, not just last weekend, but even in January. So this is going to be the third time in 2023 we're playing Arsenal these are two teams that know each other really really well so uh Abdullah James I think we need to start just by taking a bit of a vibe check um James I'll, co- I'll come to you first you know as your uh, guest um obviously last weekend wasn't great from an Arsenal perspective but how are you feeling ahead of Sunday I feel very confident I think how many like especially the beauty is we played Chelsea last week and we couldn't finish our chances. How, like, I don't think the chances are that likely of us not taking the exact same chances when we play you again. So, I'm, I'm begging, Stina Blackstone is, please, <laughs> please, there's a net and we need you to find it. Because at the end of the day, I don't think the Chelsea defence looks incredible this season. I think it can be got at, which we did last game. So it's like, the chances will come. Arsenal just need to get them. That I want it to be a shootout. I don't want it to just be because I know Chelsea's story. <laughs> we just don't have the defense to stop you guys. So it's like, I want a nice 4 3. I don't care who, who wins. I just want to see goals. All right. Yeah. I, I like the confidence. Um, I definitely think there's an element of the game being a free hit for Arsenal to yeah. some extent. But I think exactly we'll, that. We'll talk a bit later, maybe, about you know what this game means for for each team. But Abdullah, where where are your vibes at? Because obviously we didn't have you on the we didn't have you on the show after the game on Sunday. So, what were your kind of reflections from from the FA Cup win, and and where's your head at ahead of the the Conti Cup final? Yeah, I think James. James, if we want goals, I'm okay with a four 0 Chelsea win. Like I think I think that'll be totally oh, whoa, fine. Whoa, if we want whoa, goals, whoa, right? Whoa, you know, whoa, if, we, if we want goals, four 0 to Chelsea. I think we're like, not even four well. minutes in, and he's come with the smoke. <laughs> We're putting a flag and on that play. We're putting a flag on that. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Anyway, uh, yeah, good game. I thought I thought Chelsea grew into it. I thought I thought they were really good. Um, Arsenal, like you said, I think Arsenal had their chances. I think Stina Blaxenius missed missed a sitter as well. So there could have very easily have been a situation where it would have been one 0 to Arsenal early on in that first, in, in that first half, and that could have changed the complexion of the game. I mean, I still think that Chelsea would have come back and won the game. 
but it would have just given Arsenal that bit more confidence that they could breach this Chelsea defence and score some goals and you know, kind of going into this Conti Cup final, I think. And I think there's a mentality difference, right? A little bit. You're going in from to a fifth round game against Chelsea to a final against Chelsea. I think that it raises the stakes for Arsenal. I think someone like Stenius maybe then comes up and goes, all right, maybe I, okay, I got to be more focused now. Everyone's got to be more focused. Um, and obviously with, with Leo Volti getting more in minutes in her legs and kind of running around, I think that becomes a huge boost. So I think it's going to be a slightly tougher game going into this final. Um, but I still think that I think I think yeah I, I still but I still think Chelsea will be relatively comfortable thinking about what, where they're at in this game. Yeah, I think I'm kind of like I feel like of the two games, I cared more about winning the Conti Cup than the FA Cup, just because losing a final to your rival is just bigger than a fifth fifth round game. You know, like. The fifth round thing, I think it hurts in the moment. No one wants to lose. No one wants to get knocked out of the FA Cup. But ultimately, you know, come the end of the season, like people aren't probably... It's going to be one of those things you're like, oh yeah, who did we go out to? Like we lost to Chelsea. The Conti Cup, I don't want to sit at Selhurst Park on Sunday and watch Arsenal lift a trophy. <laughs> because I did that last year with City and it was shit. Um, so, and I feel like... I feel more nervous because we won the FA Cup game. And I don't know how much last year will influence Emma and the team in being like, this isn't a gimme. You know, this isn't just a game you're going to walk in and, and win. Um, because I think we had that experience with City last year and it obviously went wrong. But at the same time, I, I worry about maybe a bit of complacency that there's been, you know, it's been so long since Arsenal have beaten us. Um, and I, I worry about that creeping into the game because as much as, you know, Emma does talk about like the mentality monsters and that winning mentality, like you see it all the time. Like I was looking at Chelsea's record and in, you know, important domestic games, it's obviously amazing, but like they still lose and we lose to teams like Brighton and, and Reading and Liverpool. And I think that's from complacency. Um, so my vibe is like, Starting to feel a little bit nervous just because I know it would really, really hurt. Like it's like when you realise like how much how much it matters. But that's true for Arsenal fans as well. So um, you know. All right, okay. That's kind of where we're all at. Um we are gonna take a quick ad break now. So thanks to our sponsors for supporting the show. When we come back, we will talk a bit more about what each team takes away from the game on Sunday. Okay, so this is like kind of a I think unique feeling type match on Sunday because obviously it's only been a week since the team's played each other. Um, so I want to ask each of you, if you were in charge of Chelsea Arsenal, what is that one lesson you are going to the players and saying like, this is what we need to do right. So Abdullah, I'll start with you here. If you're Emma Hayes, great. We won 2-0. But we know Arsenal did have those chances. I'm a little bit sceptical about how good the chances were. Um, I have written about this. So if anyone wants to read why I thought the chances weren't as good as, as maybe they seemed, you can go to flyinggeese.substack.com. A little bit of a promo there. Um, but what is that what you're focusing on, Abdullah? Is, that, is it the defensive aspect that you're like, this is what needs to tighten up? Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that's the case, and and I, I I kind of agree to your point. I think except for maybe the Blackstenius one that went over the bar, I think the rest you're right can be maybe you can argue the fact that maybe they weren't as uh big or as important of chances. 
what I will say, uh, what I will say is I agree in the sense that you still want to be hammering into the players that you don't even you don't even want to be giving away those half chances, right? Because the minute you start being okay with half chances, that plays in the half chances turns into three quarter chances, then they turn into full chances, and then suddenly you're a goal, two three goals down, right? And and I think especially you know when you had um uh you know you had a changed lineup last week obviously AKB in goal Ericsson started you had Yves Perisse in there as well and you've Charles at left back this time a little bit of a changed lineup you then have to think about okay does Emma Hayes go back to her tried and tested you know what would she would consider her full strength back for with maybe Buchanan coming in for Ericsson and and then you know uh, possibly you can bring in uh uh, Jess Carter or, or someone like that up at, at, at right, you know, at right back or left back, and then kind of maybe switch it around there. But I think, yeah, I think I think the idea would be just to remove any sort of complacency from a defensive standpoint to say, all right, listen, yes, we kept a clean sheet, but we still gave away a couple of chances. Let's, you know, we need to make sure that Arsenal don't because, like James said earlier, Arsenal may have missed those chances there, but if you give, I think, if you give Arsenal too many chances. They're going to put away one of them, right? Someone's, there's enough quality there to... I don't know. Lots of Arsenal fans are still waiting for that to happen. (laughs) True, true. uh, Fair enough. But like, I wouldn't want to give Arsenal 25 chances over like two, three games and go, dare I dare you to score. Go, go, try me. You know, you're just going to miss, right? So I don't want to do that. So I want to say, listen, get it settled in. And not to forget, this is not just for this game. This is then for the insane schedule of hard games that Chelsea have to come in you put them you you get their mentality ready now it just goes into the next game to the next game to the next game so that that's that's where my my team talk is at you know before the game yeah that's a really interesting point I was listening to uh Wrighty's house today actually before before we recorded this and they were talking about like Pep's mentality with winning the league cup and about that setting down like a marker for City. Like, we are going to dominate everything. We're going to win everything. And I do think that's what this trophy can mean for Chelsea. Like, we've spoken so much about how crazy this March is going to be for the club. To start off with a trophy, I think, would be a really important way to be like, we can roll through these games. We can roll past these teams. Like, it's all good. Whereas if we start with a, a loss, then you're like already on the back foot. And and I'd still back Emma and the team to, to use that to like make them push on. But it's it's something that it's not it's not gonna be an ideal start to, to the run of games. Um but James, if you're Jonas, where where are you going on this? Because you've played Chelsea six times at this point, you've won once. So you do know you can do it, but it wasn't when it counted. Especially, it, we didn't need to win that one. That one meant nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is what is this is what's interesting as well, right? Like Chelsea haven't beaten Jonas's Arsenal team in the league, mm. but in knockout competitions. So, like, do you think that's a mental? Are you focusing on the mental aspects of it, or do you think there's something tactical that's just not going right? Yeah, I'm I'm telling every single player, even the players that aren't playing, on Sunday, bring your heart. Don't get on that pitch without your heart. Because I think Arsenal go into finals and just big games and then they just kind of, they just shy away from the opportunity. They shy away from making their tackles. They shy away from the 50-50s. 
even like the FA Cup final when Frank Kirby scored that goal immediately. It was like, so, so what was the game plan then? That's, I thought that was fair. I think that's, that's shying away from the opportunity and also do that too much. And the thing is, I think even the later stages of seasons, they shy away and that's how they lose the title. Sometimes it doesn't have to be Chelsea. It's just an opportunity in Arsenal's face and Arsenal just don't want to accept it. Because that's the thing, Chelsea drop points every year. Arsenal just never live up to the opportunity. And I think this is a big moment to say, you know what, we're not normally there, but this time things have changed. If Jonas is really doing something at this Arsenal side, he will be able to get this result. To say, yes, this isn't going to be like Joe, we're a different Arsenal. But you have to start showing it. There's no point just saying it and then just kind of hoping. You have to get the wins. Yeah, and that's this is something... I don't know what you made of the comments after the game, James, but like when Jonas was there being like, oh, we're getting closer to, to beating Chelsea, I was just like... This isn't what you should be saying, man. Because, like, if I want my players to come out and, and play, like, the way you're talking about, which I, I agree with, you can't be putting it, like, making it sound like you're in some catch-up battle with Chelsea. You should be, like, you should be there already, no? Yeah, I think but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's all about your coach as well. You need, your coach has to be confident and then they kind of have that confidence from behind them. I, I always feel with Emma Hayes, especially when it's a final, no matter who the opposition, she feels very confident. She feels very confident in her players. Jonas has the vibe of guys. We're going to give it our best. There's no sort of like we're going to win this. We're going to we're going to wipe the floor with them. It's just we're going to give it our best, and it shows because it's like I, I still when I see Arsenal lose like these big games, I don't feel like they've given everything. I feel like they whimper off, they clap the fans, and then it's we'll go on to the next. But sometimes you need to think this. There is no next. This is the last game. They have to imagine it's the last game they'll ever play. And if we don't win this, if we come back empty-handed, that's it. There's no more Arsenal. And I think if they have, if they play like that, then we'd be in a different spot. I mean, in, in some ways, that game, this game kind of is that. Because, like, yeah. I don't know where else you win a trophy this season. So, maybe that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even saying that to be... I mean, listen, yeah, the league is like the five points. It, it, the, it, the league could happen. The Champions League, I don't see happening. But I would be very yeah. surprised if the league happened. Um, okay, uh, Abdullah, I want to come back on one tactical point to you as well. Um, this is a bit of a, you know, role reversal type thing. But for me, Arsenal have a lot of kryptonite when it comes to the Chelsea team. Like, I think Sam Kerr is a player who just seems to go supersonic when she plays Arsenal. Love that. Um, Frank Kirby's another player who I think always brings the best. Probably won't see her on Sunday. But the player who they just seem to have no idea what to do with right now, and I can't really blame them because no one seems to know what to do with her, is Lauren James. So if you were Jonas, and you've seen what LJ did to you, you've seen her, like, going past Leah Volti like it's no problem, leaving Steph Catley on the ground, how are you... What's your game plan for LJ? Hear me out. Off fans, three at the back. <laughs> I'm not even joking. You, I've got you my head in my hands. I know. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right, listen. I know my answer is three at the back to a lot of things, but but and I know I also haven't played the three at the back very well. But <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I if I was yeah, I'm like yeah, do it, Jonas. I want to see yeah, it. Let's go Give me lots of Ubermoy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so here's the thing, right? 
You want to then double up on Lauren James. I mean, let's let's be. I mean, Lauren James reminds me so much of Eden Hazard when he was at Chelsea in his prime, just unplayable on his day. You needed to double, triple up on him sometimes. And in this Arsenal setup that they have right now, I'm looking at the team sheet. Right, you had Catley, Raffaelli, uh, Leah Williamson, and Vine Rossa as your as your back four. Marnham, Little, and Volti in midfield. Now, arguably, if you look at that, no one's really quote unquote quick and athletic athletic like no one's an athlete in that back i mean you could probably call freedom monum as and and maybe wine is the closest ones the other four or five are kind of really good tactical defenders you know positionally tactically they're really aware and they're switched on but you need someone with some energy some pace and so if you're bringing a lot in woman moy right let's say you play rafaeli leah williamson and and lot in or you even play Steph Catley in there, right? You get somebody else out on the on the left-hand side at left wing back. You then use the left wing back, Freedom Arnhem, and a center back to kind of congest the space on that side. Because otherwise, you're just going to get a repeat. I mean, yes, you're playing then three in midfield in a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, depending on how they want to set it up with Vol- Volti at the base. But if Volti's a playmaker, she's not going to be able to stop LJ and help with, you know, whether it's Catley, whoever at left back, to stop the, her from coming inside and doing it. Uh, and in, in the minute Volti moves across, you're then exposed to the other midfielder to kind of do it. And if you're playing Marnham and Volti, let's say, as the two sixes or the two eights, then I don't think Marnham is as good defensively alone as Volti is, right? So then you get exposed over there and your Sam Kerr's, your Kankovic has come through. So, like, actually, real talk, I would not mind seeing the three at the back maybe perfected a little bit more. And then maybe also could play on the counter because... You let Chelsea have the ball. If you're not playing well with the ball yourselves and you're not getting the chances through creation, then you play a system that allows you to counterattack. And then, yeah, having a McCabe, a Caitlin Ford, Blackstenius up front works, you know. Maybe you can bring in a, a Palova, you can bring in a Geo. Like, one of them can kind of come in and maybe add a little bit more pace, a little bit more flair in there. So, yeah, I, I think I think, I think I would go maybe even like a 3-5-2 even just to kind of really congest that midfield. Stop Chelsea from playing that because... You talk about Lauren James, Kankovic, right? They'll all start creating. So you really want to just, you take Kankovic and James even. That's that's your creative pair. You want to stop that. Chuck it up with five in the in the middle. I know I'm simplifying it, but that's for me where I think they could probably do something against the 4-2-3 one of Chelsea. James, would you want to see the back three again to no, stop LJ? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen enough of that back three. <laughs> I don't want to see it for a few years until we get a different player. I'm a mad scientist, it's fine. Um, uh, the thing is, Lauren James is a 1v1 demon. I think sometimes you just got to let that happen. I'd put Vyreuter on her because she's handled hemp. I think hemp is one of the closest things to Lauren James, like without the skill, but just like raw power and aggression. And she dealt with her quite a few times. So I think it is Lauren James is a different beast. I, the thing is, I don't care if anyone stops her. Let her have as much fun as possible. Like sometimes that's a matchup you're just going to have to give. You're going to say, fair enough, she's going to cook. I more care about Sam Kerr. I think if there's anyone that we need to stop, let Lauren James. Lauren James is going to do whatever she wants to do. But I think Sam Kerr, that's the one person, especially that Emirates game, she was silent and then she wasn't silent. So that's the one person I say, just if she does nothing, I can live with that. If Lauren James scores a hat-trick, I can live with that. But Sam Kerr was silent for the entire game. That's what I really care about. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Don't don't sleep on don't sleep on my on, on my homie Kankovic. Like, listen, if Kankovic starts again, there'll be some there'll be some noise coming from there. Don't forget she what she did at the Emirates as well for Samka's assist. 
and no. on Saturday. So why don't, did don't sleep on Kanko. Why did the Arsenal players don't, allow don't, don't sleep on Kanko, man. That's, that, <laughs> she's legit. <laughs> Uh, all right, Abdullah, that t- that takes us on nicely. Are you keeping that front for the same? Like, if we're talking lineups, the keeping the Guru Sam, Kankovic, Lauren James front four because obviously Jesse Fleming is back around. We assume sh- everyone's kind of recovered. Don't think Fran's going to be available, but you're you're keeping that front four the same. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think the only change I possibly would have made is Frank Kirby coming in because Frank Kirby, like you said kills it in finals and, and, and big games and especially against Arsenal. But if you got no Frank Kirby coming in, then yeah, I don't see a reason to change this front four, uh, who I think are slowly but surely really developing, especially James Wright and Kerr, are really developing a, a chemistry and a bond together, knowing how to play. And it very much feels like whoever plays in the 10 is so comfortable playing around them because they suit the the capacity of the way Kankovic plays, the way Kirby plays. And in, in some ways, uh, Jesse Fleming plays. I mean, obviously, we did a whole episode on like number 10s and how they can synergize with, with Chelsea's lineup. Um, but yeah, I, I would go with this from four. You know, with this from four, I don't see a reason to change it. Kankovic is an excellent um, option there, you know, with no Panila Hada, no Frank Kirby. So yeah, for me, that's, that's, that's my front four and he let them do what they do best. And I think for me, James, something that one change that I would like to see Chelsea make is potentially Khadija Buchanan coming back into defence instead of Magda Eriksson. Because I think where when we're talking about Arsenal get those chances, it's from that kind of space in behind. And for me, Buchanan's a player who I think just defends space better. Yeah, I think Khadija Buchanan kind of has that Millie Bright kind of vibe of you're not getting past us. We're not, we're not even, it doesn't have to always look pretty, but we're just going to defend well. And the thing is, I love the fact that she can always make a recovery. Like, especially if you're a quick kind of player, like you don't really want to come up against Khadija Buchanan because she gives you the strength, the speed, and she's very intelligent. Yeah, I think I, I think that will definitely be one we want to see. And Abdullah, looking at fullbacks, Eve Perisse keeps her spot, but maybe Jess Carter coming in for Neve Charles? Neve Charles, please make yeah. her start. <laughs> well, there we go. That's it. Your I, do, I can't watch. I can't watch Neve Charles versus Caitlin Ford again. That's oh, like that, that gives was, me a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, that was that was insane. And I think Neve Charles's best work has come on the other side at right back. And uh, you know, I just don't think left back's the place for her. So yeah, I think if we're if we're looking at the way that matchup went, yeah, you just want to get Jess Carter in there. You do what Jess Carter does best: one v ones get her in there and you let Eve Perisse do her thing. I thought I think Eve Perisse is really slowly but surely really really coming into her own at Chelsea. I know that Emma Hayes said, you know, we're waiting for her to catch up on the language and settle into the tactics. But I think an experienced professional who's played for Lyon, Bordeaux, France national team, starts for the French national team, you know, has played in so many big teams as 27, 28 years old experience. I think her football does the talking and I think she's finally settling in and I think she really provides that balance. So I, I don't see a reason to change Eve Perisair. I really like her then. And, and yeah, I would bring in uh, Jess Carter there just to kind of bring you, you know, a solidarity there. And 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 to be fair, though, if 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 you want, you could even play Buchanan. You play Eriksen at left back again. Like that's that's another option you could you could throw in, right? Because you can then you can do the whole switch to the back three, back four, in and out of transition and, and, and possession. And maybe that could be a, an option because then again, if Arsenal do come up with something different and then they play a system that allows them to have more attackers, maybe having the 
assurance of an Ericsson kind of coming inside and being more assured, like I, you know, and, and knowing her position and playing on the left side really well. So actually, I wouldn't even mind having Ericsson at left back with uh, with Buchanan there because, uh, you know, I having three world-class centre-backs is, 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 is pretty good. If you're, especially if you're not using a Neve Charles at left back, who's pretty good going forward. If you're playing Jess Carter, you could just play Mag Derrickson there as well, especially big game player, final, just go and do it. Yeah, I think that's that's a good shout. To be fair, um, James, from the from the Arsenal perspective, uh, this is kind of a tricky one because, like, I was thinking about it. There's not a huge amount like you would change because it feels like all Arsenal's options at the moment are so young. But you know, we have seen like Pelova start games, for example. Is that some? Is that the kind of player you'd like to see maybe come back into the team or stick with what you had at Kings Meadow? Well, to be honest, me personally, this is just me. I'll change quite a bit. Um, there's no point bringing Gio from Barcelona and just completely ignoring the fact that she was at Barcelona training with some incredible players being unleashed to all these kind of different experiences and moments and not using that. I would start Gio up front. I would also bring him little forwards because she had 10 goals last season before like everything happened and she had to be more defensive. I would bring Frida Marlon backwards because I know she's been great. I know she's been brilliant, but I think I like him little in the goals. I like her making the runs. I think she's really had to work hard for this Arsenal team, but that's not where I want her. And I think, I don't want Caitlin Ford starting. I think we need a reset. I think because it's the same old thing each game and it's like teams know what's happening. And also, I don't think it's really working as much. I know Caitlin Ford's going to do our 1v1s, but it's like, are they really doing anything? Are we really like seeing success? So I think, take these players out. You let people on the bench actually get some games. I'm going to show what they can do. And then we might see different results. He's he's ripping it all up for a final. I mean, it's bold. It's a bold ta- <laughs> tactic. Yeah, I mean, very, very interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether, whether Jones sticks with it. I definitely felt like the team in the FA Cup was pretty much what has become kind of the first choice of everyone's fit. Obviously, maybe uh, Lena Hurtig has been kind of in and out of that. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely tough because it feels like Arsenal have a lot less options than, than Chelsea right now. But, um, you know, Jonas also looked for a smaller squad and that's kind of what happens if you have a smaller squad. Um, okay, so we will take another quick ad break, but when we come back, we're going to talk a bit more about who does this game matter to more. So, James, I'm sorry to to quote the numbers to you, but it's one win in 13 games for Arsenal against Chelsea. It's, it's worse than even I thought. Um, do they need to win this to preserve good season, good vibes? Does it matter if they lose? If they win, do you think it will help? We need trophies. We need trophies. There's a trophy at stake. As long as I've been an Arsenal women's fan, I've never seen us lift a trophy. I came just after the WSL win, so I haven't seen anything. I'm starving. And that's the thing. Once you get one trophy, then <laughs> you get another him, trophy. Beat him, Jonas. Beat him. <laughs> just do <laughs> it for James, Jonas. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. But it's like, it's that's how you get winner's mentality. That's how you get championship mentality. By winning things. This is why Chelsea always come and blow us away because they know what it's like to win things. We need to get that in a new set of players. A lot of that team that won the WSL was gone. So there's no point like thinking about that. We need to get new silverware that actually means something to us now. Yeah, I mean, certainly the, the Conti Cup's a funny, a funny one, I think, in that sense, because in some ways, 
you look at City beating Chelsea to it last season and you think, mm, did it have like that much impact on City as a whole? But equally, when you look at Arsenal to have gone three seasons, potentially four without a trophy, you know, City at least I feel like you saw them in the FA Cup final against Chelsea that they had more belief. They they pushed us to extra time because they had won. I think that's what it changes for a team. Um Adela, given that this this game kind of is do or die for Arsenal, I mean, I don't think, you know, Jonas's job is at risk or anything like that, but I think it would be pretty dire if they if they do lose. How did Chelsea approach that? Is that an advantage in some ways, like, that, that it almost means so much to your opposition that maybe they're more emotional, they're more able to be rattled? You know, I think we've seen in that FA Cup at final in December that... Arsenal maybe yeah do find the big occasions they're almost they almost mean too much to them right now I think you I, I I think you're right and I but I think there is a there's a there is a borderline to that I think sometimes having having it mean more and having the emotion if it's channeled in the right way that usually is an advantage over the opposition because they want it more you know, they try an extra 10%, they go into tackles, whatever, 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 right? Like the, the usual cliche that we hear. And I think in this case, if maybe, you know what, that's why I think if Arsenal had won the game over the past weekend, maybe I think that would have been a major factor going into the next one because they're like, all right, belief, we won it. We won the FA Cup against Chelsea mentally, psychologically, we have the edge. Um, you know, we go into this, really want to win that trophy, let's go. And then maybe that 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 momentum kicks in and they go through with it. But I think now it's like, yes, they want it more. And like you said, Arsenal have been known to 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 stutter, to, to stutter and flutter in in these big game finals. Obviously, the FA Cup last time, the that three nil was 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 a major loss. And there's not even like the three nil score was the way they lost it. I think now the pressure is even more. It's like we haven't beaten Chelsea, right? We haven't beaten Chelsea, and neither have we been able to. Um, you know, really caused some significant damage to them uh, over the last few games. You know, we really have to win this because it's not just the the the, the mental edge of we have to beat Chelsea. Because I think at this point, it's we just want to beat Chelsea. Whether it's a league game, Conti Cup final, FA Cup, we just want to beat Chelsea. But on top of that, it's a final. And on top of that, the emotion of they have to win it. And I think for Chelsea, it's like, yeah, we're look, we're mentality monsters, if I can use, use the phrase. Um, we're gonna go and do our thing, and I just don't think Emma will let them take the pressure. She'll she'll tell them you you need to go and win. But I think everything right now is on Arsenal because they just not just got one thing to worry about. They got like two three things stacking up on them in terms of it's a Chelsea game, it's a final. We don't have a trophy. Fans like James need to see us lift something. So really, we need to uh, you know we need to we need to turn it on and and put on a show. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting one to kind of balance. And obviously, we just won't know how much those emotions play out. And ultimately, at the end of the day, all of these players are professionals and you'd kind of expect them to to be able to deal with it. I think the only thing that like surprised me maybe about Arsenal in the FA Cup game was how quickly it felt like their heads went down after the second goal went in. You'd have thought it was the fifth goal, I felt, in the way they reacted. And that is something where I'm like, oh, that has maybe the fact that it's Chelsea got to you, you just don't, even at 2-0, you just don't believe you can get back into this game. But James, like, as I've said earlier, I felt like we were in this position last year when Chelsea were coming up to play City. City had looked 
so average all year round. Chelsea had beaten them convincingly earlier in the season. We're going into that match. I'm like, this is done, dusted. I'm, I've got the Conti Cup like going home in my backpack. We're 1-0 up, flying, and then we lose 3-1. How does that give you hope? Like, as an Arsenal fan, like, to have seen Chelsea just kind of, like, take their eye off the ball for for a bit? Or does that make you think, well, Emma Hayes is really not going to let this one slip this year? I think it's... I think the problem is the City team that beat Chelsea in the Conti Cup final, they had dogs. Like, Arsenal don't have any dogs. Like, every single time Chelsea faced Man City, Where's your Caroline Weir? Oh, where's <laughs> Like, you just, you just know from that City team, they have, like, the Lucy Bronzes, the Georgia Stanways, the Caroline Weirs, like, players yes. that, players that just won't let the game just pass you by. Whereas, Arsenal, we don't have anyone. Kim Little is a fighter, but it's like, even all those games where we get cooked, like, she's a part of it. And it's like, she's trying her hardest, but like, if you don't have a team that kind of has collective players that, because Katie McCabe, she's, she, she doesn't really have the dog. Like she's, she's aggressive, but like, she's not like, guys, we must do something. And I think that mental factor always goes wrong when you face Chelsea. You've got Aaron Cuthbert breathing down everyone's neck. You've got everyone that's willing to run in that Chelsea team. I also just don't have, it's like, kind of gazelle and the lion kind of vibe. And I think <laughs> until we recruit players with some dog in them, I think this this is just what happens. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to be wrong on Sunday. And they show me that the dog is with them, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> James, logging on to my scout filter. Yeah. Dog, in. <laughs> dog in. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> Oh, hire God. him Arsenal hire him <laughs> alright okay guys we're going to have to do some predictions now I don't know what I'm going to say I'm going to make you guys go first because like this game is just so weird to me because one the City game means I don't trust anything anymore two finals are just crazy vibes anyway but Abdullah what, what are you thinking what, who is coming out on top let's get a score score prediction off you screw it I'm going I'm going vibes I'm going I'm going like 4-1 Chelsea, like 4-1. Oh, he's confident. I'm doing 4-1 Chelsea. I'm always the one that's like, all right, I'll take it to a 2-1 or no, I'm going 4-1. Let's just go all what's what's the worst that's gonna happen? We're just gonna go 4-1. Wow, wow okay. I'm, I'm gonna right. give I mean... Arsenal that one chance and give them the one chance to score. And I'm gonna give it to Blackstenius. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Stina Blackstenius think... to no, redeem Black herself. Blackstenius can't score in front of me. That's not allowed. Blackstenius to redeem herself. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, these games in the past, there's been some high scoring, high scoring games. There's four, there was a 4-1 Chelsea one in the league. There was obviously the 5-0, the Arsenal one, 3-0 in the FA Cup. James, do you think it's going to be high scoring? Yeah, I think it's going to be 3-1 Arsenal. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray that they've had their wheat a bit and they enter Selhurst Park with some dog. I think this could be the Stina Black Stenius. The spirit of Ian Wright entering them (laughs) through Crystal Palace. And then that's going to be the goals. I think Stina Black Stenius is just going to have that F-off moment where she scores a screamer. She's not allowed to score in front of me, James. Everyone goes crazy. (laughs) Chelsea think, oh my God, Stina scored. How do we stop this? And then, yeah. (laughs) How do we just... It's done. They're like, it's what? Done. Stina? <laughs> Stina scored. We're done. It's it. Everyone back up. We're going home. Mucevic <laughs> is going to go down, grab it, and the Emma Hayes is going to try and rally the troops, but it's going to be over. It's going to be over. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go cagier than both of you. I think I'm getting vibes from that pre-COVID Conti Cup, the Beth England Conti Cup, 
So I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea, but unlike before where Beth England scored in like the 96th minute, I'm gonna th- I think it'll go to extra time. But it'll be Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr will score the winner. 2-1 after yeah, extra time. Yeah, That's easy. what I'm saying. Easy, easy, easy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, all right. Oh, God, I'm really excited now. Thanks, guys. It really got me in the mood uh, for the match. Um, so, yeah, uh, we will, I think, hopefully be recording an episode after the game if I can find Nick, Brandon and Dan and whoever else is uh, along because they're all going to be at the game, which is going to make it extra fun. Um, so if I can find them from the haze of pints, hopefully we'll record something fun. And then it's just, honestly, it's non-stop football, guys. Uh, so yeah, we'll have episodes midweek for you after the Brighton game, try and do something to preview United. Um, and then obviously we've got Reading, we drew Reading in the FA Cup quarterfinal, had a word with Jilly Flatty before she, uh, she did that. Actually, Ronan Keating, she said, she said, I hope you're happy with the draw. And I was like, mate, Ronan Keating was the one who drew Chelsea. So, you know, but anyway... Um, I believe she actually drew uh, City Chelsea in the practice. Uh, so I was very, wow. very pleased when that didn't happen on the on the actual thing. Um, and then, yeah, off to Leon on the 22nd of March. So there's lots of stuff going on, guys. But uh, yeah, for now, Abdullah, James, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. Uh, James, I'm sorry. I hope you have a rubbish Sunday. Abdullah, I hope you have a great Sunday. (laughs) I will speak to you both soon, I'm sure. But until then, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. Bye.